Hi, doing this is Marcus Burks, and welcome to my podcast, Life Reshapers, where I find people to inspire you to live to your full potential. Welcome to Life Reshapers. You're here because you feel you've got more potential. You want to reshape your life and become the best version of yourself. So my goal is to find people that can inspire you to live up to that potential, to reshape your life and create a world that you design. My guest today has had hit records all around the globe. Her dance anthem, Everybody's Free, topped the charts in the UK, Europe, and became a Billboard Top 40 hit. Billboard magazine ranked her in the top 100 dance artists of all time. She was signed by the same record label as Michael Jackson, and was chosen by Michael to open the shows for his European Dangerous Tour. She continues to release music and performs on some of the biggest 90s shows in the world today. Please welcome my guest to the show, someone that I have the absolute pleasure to call my friend, the absolutely beautiful Rosala. Hello, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. So you want to know a little bit about my life and how I started and stuff like that? Um, Well, I'll go back to uh, where I was born in Zambia. I was born in Zambia and I grew up in Zimbabwe. And all my life I knew I wanted to be a singer. Um, My real father, who I didn't know very well at all, in fact, uh, I I met him much later on in my life when I was about 19. Uh, I believed he was a singer. He was in a band. So when people ask me, you know, who's the singer in your family, I can only attribute it to being uh, my real father Um, but you know so that's where that came about and all my life I just wanted to be a singer you know I loved watching people like uh, Dinah Ross I wanted to be Dinah Ross with the long flowing hair you know Aretha Franklin and the notes that you could hit Um, you know there's some African artists I also love Letambulu um, Miriam Makeba and I love listening to Barbara Streisand and the Jacksons, you know, the Jacksons, the Jackson 5, Michael Jackson. So I grew up listening to, to these people and all different artists that I, I can't remember the name of. Um, and, you know, I really knew in my heart I wanted to be a singer when uh, my aunts would have uh, birthday parties or my mom and dad would have, you know, guests come over for lunch or uh, dinners or stuff like that. And they'd be like, you know, Rosella Singh, you know, uh, when everybody was warmed up and had a, I guess, a little bit of alcohol in them. <laughs> and then I'd sing and they'd all say, my gosh, she can really sing. She can really sing. And so getting that um, encouragement is the way I look at it. Uh, told me I can sing. I, I've got a good voice. These people can't just be saying these things. And, uh, you know, uh, my dad, uh, who's since passed away, um, believed in me and you know, uh, he got me onto doing children's television programs in Zambia. And wow. then I remember when I was about 13 or 14, he had a friend who played in a band at um, Hotel Intercontinental in Lusaka, which was a very, you know, classy um, event uh, to go to. People would sit down and have dinner and then the band would play and then they'd have a, a performer come on and do their two-hour set but break it up into an hour, an hour or 45 minutes. I can't remember. And my dad said to his friend, look, my daughter's a singer. Can't you get her on, you know? And he's like, well, uh, we can do her a two-week stint. You bring her, you look after her, but we can't ad- advertise her because she's underage. Wow. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they didn't advertise me or anything. And I did um, every night for two weeks, a 45-minute set with the band and it was just unbelievable that I think was my first time performing to a sit down audience 
and it was just nerve wracking. It was surreal. It was exciting. And then, you know, um, my mom's who, who is Zambian, my father's Zimbabwean. Uh, my dad wanted to move back to Zimbabwe. Um, it was 1980. So we moved from Zambia to Zimbabwe. So, so I, I'm, I feel I have both my feet or, or either foot in one of these countries in Zambia where I was born and in Zimbabwe where I spent my formative years and my dad's Zimbabwean. And uh, there was a guy that heard I was a singer uh, his name was Boyki and um, he had a band and he's like, look, we're looking for someone to front the band. And I think I was about 17 or 18 at the time. Uh, and I said, yeah, you know, why not? So I joined this band in Zimbabwe. We went around um, the country performing um, covers by different artists. And then I thought to myself, I need to make a name in my own right. I can't keep doing other people's songs, you know, but, when I look back now, there's always a progression of things and a stepping stone, if you will, to, to get you to where you want to, to go to. And um, I did this with this band and then I noticed there was a talent contest going and I joined the talent contest and I won all three of the hits of the, this talent contest. And I had a friend who uh, played guitar for me, another played piano. So it was myself and a musician. Uh, and just my voice. So I won all three of the hits and, and the prize was a recording contract. So can you see oh. Marcus, how this, <laughs> how, if you want the law of attraction, of course, yeah, yeah. To these things bit by bit, because you think it, you dream it, you want it, you speak it. And yeah. I wanted to be a big international recording artist. So it started for me from Zimbabwe and I, I won this talent contest, which was a recording contract. And uh, I started recording some material. We released it in Zimbabwe. And then I became this hit sensation. You know, there's a, a radio station called Radio 3, which was, I guess, the equivalent of uh, BBC Radio 2 or BBC Radio 1, which are, are massive here, you know. And they were playing my songs and I became this massive hit sensation. That's incredible. And, and can I just say as well, Rizola, like you mentioned, obviously, the law of attraction, but obviously by the sounds of it, from a very young age, you was very determined and you was obviously working very hard towards that goal becoming a manifestation. So, you know, um, like you say, the law of attraction does work by your dreams and goals. And But I always say this to uh, in all of my videos, you know, um, the Law of Attraction's foundation for me works as you have a desire and that desire is what you want to become or what you want to achieve. But you have to take mm -hmm. massive action and then you have yeah. to achieve any. So I think um, it's always a point that I always like to throw in of, of like anybody that's had dreams and goals and desires to follow, yeah. those, follow those dreams, goals and desires and have manifested things into the life. But there's a big part of that and that's the action that he was taking. That's the gigs that he was doing. That's with the bands doing the cover stuff. And I know this from doing cover shows myself and my journey. That is yeah. not an easy job. <laughs> no, no. You know, no that's not, not an easy job. Yeah. It's not, it's not an easy job. And, you know, but fortunately the band members, you know, I guess cause I was a young girl and my, my parents were like, look after her and, the, the band leader Boyki was so much older than all of us and he took us under his wing and we like, you know, I guess his children. So the, I was really well protected, but it, it's, it was hard work. And I experienced that from a very young age uh, in Zimbabwe. And I guess you could say it was my apprenticeship uh, that yeah, I went through yeah. for things to come. 
Yeah. Um, I love that. Then, well, I love. I love that result. I love that word. It's an apprenticeship because I think, especially in the music industry this day and age, because of the nature of like the TV shows and a lot of people yeah. think that they go onto a TV show and then they're, they're a hit overnight. You did yeah. it the real way, and like you said, you did the you did the apprenticeship, and that's why you've had such a long career. So I just want to ask you this: like, obviously, you grew up in Zimbabwe. You was doing. Um, and Zambia and you was doing these shows from a very young age and then you won the talent competition and that was all happening in Africa so what was the point you came from Africa to the UK because there's a very big difference in becoming a a, a sensation in Africa and then becoming a, a sensation in the UK and then becoming an international sensation like that's just incredible from from this yeah. young girl with a dream in Africa I tell well you know Marcus I was on fire <laughs> <laughs> I just want <laughs> I just wanted to be a an international recording artist and um you know I guess um having recorded stuff in Zimbabwe that was doing well for me um it was like a domino effect whoever saw me or watched me on TV or watched me perform live offered to help me um I had uh, some people who watched me at the local broadcasting station. Uh, I remember uh, Danford Denga and uh, John Matindi, who was the radio DJ of the time in Zimbabwe, supported my stuff on the radio. And Danford Denga, who worked at ZBC, he came up to me. He's like, you know, I really support you. Um, I can do some videos for you. I'm like, really? So he did my first videos that I'd ever done, you know, uh, in Zimbabwe. And then, they were showing them on a musical program, which was like the equivalent of Top the Pops uh, in Zimbabwe. Wow. And they were showing my videos. I was singing live on TV. And then there happened to be a, uh, an English producer that was um, visiting Zimbabwe. And he saw my stuff uh, on TV. And he got, got in contact uh, with John Matindi, who was a radio DJ, who happened to be friends with this guy. And he's like, yeah, I know Rosella really well. She's a good singer. He's like, you know, make an introduction because I own a recording studio in Wolverhampton. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, okay. So I met this guy and he's like, you know, said, look, I've got the studio. I believe in you. you. You're really good. Let's try and, you know, get something together. And at the time, like I said, I was signed to uh, this local radio station, uh, record company. And uh, we went to have a meeting and they're like, you know, we believe in Rosala. Let's try and make her dream come true and make her become an international artist. So, this record label in Zimbabwe bought me three of my air tickets because I, I couldn't, I didn't have the money, you know, to afford uh, air tickets. And they, they, they bought me three of my air tickets um, to travel to the UK. And I came to Wolverhampton and uh, started um, recording stuff uh, in the studio. And we started sending round cassettes. At the time, it was cassettes, you know, to uh, all the record companies I guess across the world and I remember one of them was Arista and Arista at the time were massive yeah and I remember, they sent, I Arista, yeah, yeah Arista were massive and they sent a letter saying yeah 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 you know she really got a good voice we we're interested in her and honestly Marcus within the same breath another letter came going actually but we thought about it we're not interested so no you know um so I got a lot of rejection you know, from uh, record companies. Uh, I can't remember all of them, but Arista just uh, um, seemed to stay in my head because I, I guess I remember reading this letter with my own eyes and just had a sinking feeling 
I just had, sorry, that my husband keeps trying to call me, so I'm cutting oh, him no. off. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had this um, sinking feeling, uh, you know, that uh, the rejection was lousy. Um, then I was flying back and, and forth to Africa and, um, you know, coming to England. So this all started happening for me uh, late 1988 when I first came um, to England, 89. And then uh, my cassettes happened to land on the, the, the lap, so to speak, of um, the band of gypsies that was Tim and Nigel. Uh, and they loved my voice. They arranged a meeting with me. And we like, we love your voice, voice Rosella. We could write some songs with you. We could work together. And we had a great meeting and they asked me what I want, what I want to do. I said, look, I'm from Africa. I want to do songs that are, uh, you know, have positively charged lyrics. I want songs that got a great piano sound, a great bass line. I want when the songs are played, people want to, I want them to feel like they can stand up and dance, put their hands in the air or even just sit down and tap their feet or, or smile or have a, a really good feeling inside them. Therefore, the, the whole album and the song came about, uh, which is called Everybody's Free to Feel Good. I think everybody knows that song as well. Yeah, I yeah. think if somebody doesn't know that song, they've been living under a rock somewhere. So, And I can <laughs> personally say I've seen you perform live many times. I've been backstage with you and you just absorb this unbelievable energy when you're on stage. And I think like, you know, I love the story of that song. I love the fact that the intention was to have this positive energy from day one. And that positive energy has just stayed there, obviously, for all of these years. And, you know, I, I feel like... Um, I've obviously known you for a good few years now, and I consider you a very good friend. Oh, uh, you, you're my brother. You're blood Even now. a second that's wife. Even a, even a second wife. That's, what, that's, that's the way we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> second wife. You've heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> heard it here first. But, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, the thing is, you know, it is, it's incredible to watch you still. And, and, you know, obviously I didn't know you back then. Um, 1989, yeah. I was nine years old. So give it wow, away. Wow, It's incredible. You look incredible, oh, as thank always. thank you, thank you. But, um, but the, th the thing is, um, every time I've seen you perform live, it's as if, I can imagine it's as if it was just like you was performing back then. You just like you just have this incredible, youthful in energy that lights up the room. I know this, and I don't want to make you big-headed, but whenever you walk, you, I always say this, you're like one of the queens of, of, of the 90s dance music, because when you walk in a room, you do just light up a room, or, or you walk oh, on wow. stage, you just light up an audience, and it is, it's, an, it's an amazing thing to watch, actually. Thank you, Marcus. Now, I, I really am big-headed. Sorry, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I, Marcus, I love performing, because, you know, I come from a place of um, gratitude, and my gratitude has grown more and more because, as you know, we're in a tough industry. Yeah. We're in a really tough industry. And even though, you know, everybody's free, Faith in the Power of Love, Are You Ready to Fly, became such big hit songs for me. And thank you, God, till today they sustain me. Everybody's Free has just turned out to be one of those songs that has been re-recorded, continues to be remixed. Um, DJs across the world have continued to play it on the stations. Um, yeah. You know, contestants on talent shows uh, have chosen it to be uh, the song that they choose to sing, uh, which has been amazing. So I believe through that, that has helped to keep the profile of the song raised. And then, of course, you know, the fact that I'm, I'm booked so many years later to go out and perform it live tells me 
I'm still wanted out there. So I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And it's the same, you know, make hay when the sun shines. Um, because also there was a period that I went through when the boy bands and the girl bands all started happening. And I was, I came from a place of doing anywhere between five to seven club dates in a week. You know, that's how I earn my living. That's how I still earn my living, my living. And when the boy bands and the girl bands started happening, um, and then I was dropped from my record label, everything just seemed to start going wrong, you know? Um, and I was lucky if I got one club date in a period of two months, you know, and I, I just moved into my flat. I had a mortgage and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, is this the end of my career? You know, and how can this be? I mean, I've, I've had hit singles. I supported Michael Jackson, the biggest star in the world. I just want to talk, I want to talk about that actually, Rizola. I want to talk about that because obviously, like you say, um, you you come, you come to the point of um, you've gone through a career and then you've ended up in that situation where you are having self doubts. But before that happened, I I do want to actually step back a little bit and because that is a, for me, that's a, an incredible story that you was part of the Michael Jackson tour. Now, no matter what anybody thinks of Michael Jackson these days or any opinions that people have, you can't deny, it's an undeniable fact that he was and will remain to be one of the biggest stars that the earth had ever or probably will ever see. So, That's right. Michael Jackson to me, you know, as my grandmother would say, he helped my granddaughter. He helped my granddaughter's career. He helped me and I will always believe markets until the day I die that that was one of the biggest highlights of my career yeah of course to support to support in my opinion the biggest star in the world was Michael Jackson at the height of his fame as well that that's the height of his fame I mean who was bigger than Michael Jackson at the height of his fame even till today there's no one there is no one as big as Michael Jackson he was a human god you know and and how that gig came about, I just signed to Sony and Michael Jackson was signed to Sony as well. And so that in itself was uh, just surreal to me to be signed to also one of the biggest labels in the world, you yeah. know, and I thought, yeah, I'm happening. You yeah, know, I just label, mate, my... just label mates with Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's exactly. exactly. This, thing, yeah. This is, yeah, this is happening. You got, you got MJ on, 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 the, on the label <laughs> and so many massive artists and I'm in amongst these people. I was like, yep, yeah, smiling. and. Um, and then Michael Jackson was about to embark on his uh, last tour, sadly, which was the 1992 da- uh, Dangerous Tour. And uh, I was told from um, uh, the label that Michael was looking for artists or an artist that was doing well across Europe that had really pumping up-tempo dance tracks. And uh, they sent him cassettes uh, or VHS cassettes or whatever at that time, 90, early 90s. And... Um, I happened to be in the studio in New, in, uh, in New York, uh, sorry, at the offices in Sony and, uh, you know, making plans and working on my album for Sony. And I got a call when I was in the offices at Sony in New York saying, you need to get back on the next flight tomorrow because Michael has chose you personally. So you need to come back ASAP wow. and start rehearsals. I was like, I think I went to sleep at, at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Rizola, I know I, you. I can I just imagine your reaction. I can imagine your screamy reaction. Oh, oh my God. I tell you, I, I, I screamed so much, Marcus. I, 
I just, I thought somebody was pulling my leg in line. Um, I remember I asked somebody uh, to use their phones at the Sony offices to call my mom and tell her. And I mean, you know, I don't think anyone spoke. It was just a lot of screams. So if you can make out words from screams. <laughs> so I, I got back on the flight. I came uh, back to London. Uh, we started rehearsals. And uh, I think I cannot remember for the life of me which was the first stadium. Um, I cannot. I think it probably was in England at Wembley Stadium. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. incredible. Incredible. What an incredible journey, like, you know, from such a young girl with a dream to having hit records around the world to, you know, not only just hit records, but, you know, a hit record like Everybody's Free that is such an iconic tune. Like, yeah. you know, even to this day, it's almost ageless. I know from when I DJ, whenever I drop Everybody's Free, the crowd just goes crazy. And I've seen wow. the crowd singing that back to you. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. A magical moment and to go on you know to tour with a an artist you've admired from a little girl um, being one of the biggest artists in the world you know it's just, yeah. just this story is just such a, an amazing inspiring law of attraction story and you use the word gratitude so much and, I, and again I want to pull up I want to pull, pull people up on that is like gratitude goes such a long way when we're just oh, yeah. for, the, for the things in our life so yeah. uh, Rosola so when so you've gone through this whole journey and you 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 know you you feel that you're on top of the world and you've toured with Michael Jackson and you've you know been this international superstar almost and and it's like it's just an incredible journey and then you was talking about like it was kind of obviously you was at a point obviously after that after that journey of being in a situation where you wasn't feeling as relevant anymore so I'd like to just yeah. know like how how did that feel and and you know what what brought you back from that to obviously where you are today? Because obviously there's a, there's a story there that maybe some of your fans yeah. don't even know. So. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, as, as I was saying earlier, you know, um, I've signed to the biggest label, supported Michael Jackson. Uh, I was doing anywhere between five to seven club dates a week. Um, I just bought my, my first flat, uh, had a mortgage. And then, you know, uh, the girl bands and the boy bands started happening. And then I was lucky if I got one club date in a month. I'm not blaming the boy bands and the girl bands, but it was just too coincidental that, you know, this was going on. And then I was dropped from the Sony label. I didn't have a, a contract anymore with, uh, with the record label. So that was a bit, you know, uh, sore as well. Um, and I'm thinking, what's going on? You know, is this the end of my career? And also during that time, I met who is now my husband at the time. And uh, when, I, when I met my husband at the time, I was traveling quite a bit. Um, and I thought, you know, if I keep traveling this much, you know, it, it would be difficult to sustain a new relationship, I suppose, yes. uh, you know, is what I thought. Uh, but then all that sort of more or less stopped. Uh, it gave me time to get to know uh, my then boyfriend, who is my, now my husband. Um, and it wasn't a very nice period because it was a bit scary. Uh, you know, how am I going to earn my living? I've got a mortgage. I've got bills to pay. And then, you know, uh, my husband's like, look, if, if this whole thing ended, you know, what would be the worst thing that could ever happen to you? I'm like, well, to lose my family and my friends. He's like, exactly keep your eye on the most important ball here yeah. and that's my family and my friends you know they help they're here with me I'm here with them and 
the career thing, the singing thing is important to me as well. Yes, but it's not the all. Yeah. It's another facet, another side to my life. And he says, and look what, what's important. You know, if you had another, if you never had another hit single again, would that end your world? Absolutely not. But you know, Marcus, I, I coming back from there, I was having hit single after hit single after hit single. And you sort of get used to that, you know, and people like looking at you like you're some goddess and you're like, ah. <laughs> and then <laughs> suddenly it, you know, the carpet is pulled from under your feet, so to speak. Um, and, and then uh, he, Alan said to me, you know, so you're not caught completely off guard. Think of taking up another career or what is it that you love? And I thought, well, I love the feeling of when I come out of a salon and uh, I've just had a body massage or a facial or whatever. You feel just a little light and happier. And I yeah. thought, I want to make people feel like that, you know. So I took up a beauty therapy course thinking, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up my own salon. I'm still going to push uh, and do the singing career and whatever. But if this is over, I'm not going to be, you know, staring at a blank wall with nowhere to turn. I'm not going to let that happen to me. So I took up a beauty therapy uh, course. Um, I'm now a qualified beauty therapist. Wow. Um, yeah. And then during that time, you know, I also got married. Uh, and I think to myself, you know, fast forward and you look back, had all that not happened, maybe I wouldn't have had been able to sustain my relationship. You yeah. know, I wouldn't have been able to smell the other roses, so to speak, from the yeah. garden. Um, there's always a purpose and a plan why things happen the way they do. And then when all that was going on, the club dates began to, you know, uh, triple back, uh, come back in, trickle back in slowly but surely. Um, People never, ever stopped wanting to work with me, i.e. as in recording, you know. So that part I, I continued doing and we'd uh, release um, material to the underground uh, club scene. So that in some ways sort of sustained me. Uh, the DJs on the radio never stopped playing Everybody's Free. And I guess that also kept the profile going and, and the water running in, in a small way, if you want to speak. You know, I look at, I look at our lives as like uh, we, we're a stream of water trickling and sometimes it gets small and then we go into a big ocean and you know life is an is an up and down thing as long as that water is moving and there's no um blockages we'll always be okay yeah you know well, you just speak with such um you just speak with such spirituality and it, it just in you it just oozes out of you it's just this belief in 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 love and life and fun and and the fact of you talking about going through that period of time of where you was away from being the pop star and you was becoming a wife and just doing normal things i mean i'd love to be the person that just came in and was like Rosala's giving me a massage for the day that's just <laughs> incredible <laughs> imagine if your fan base knew you was doing that you could have been that hang on we've lost it there we, we go there we go well, i was going to say Imagine if your fan base knew you was doing that. You could have had a queue up, up to the other end of the street. That's just incredible. Oh, but, oh. But, but from, from that Rosala then, because obviously I don't want to keep you for too long and I really appreciate your time. Um, and I know that you're holding a phone in your hand, so you're almost be killing you right now. And Am I shaking? Is it crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, I, I, do I do appreciate you doing this. Obviously, as I said, you are my first interview of hopefully Thank many you. people... But I wanted to do this with you first because I remember being on a plane with you and actually talking about this to you. Um, maybe yeah. 
year ago and uh, yeah. here we are doing this interview so I was, I've been a little bit excited and a little bit nervous about doing this and you know I just want to try and give some value to the people that are going to be watching this and not just people yeah. who want to be musicians but just people who want to be inspired by the story because if you want to be a builder or you want to be a bus driver or you want to be a bin yeah. or you want to be a pop star I think it's just having that process of finding that inner love and that inner desire for what it is you yeah. want to do know that you're yeah. going to pardon me know that you're going to have to work put some work into that and take some action and just believe in it and just know wholeheartedly that you know as you've said there's other stuff as well outside of that and i and i've personally been on that journey myself where i yeah. thought the music industry was everything and it was only ever going to be everything and you put it before everything else in your life and then you do step back sometimes and you look in on it all and go well actually my health is so important my family my wife my you know the people and and i and i feel um the same way had had my career not panned out the way that it did and and you know yeah. uh, i didn't quite have the career you had but i had this crazy crazy journey in the music industry but had it have gone another way i maybe would have never met my wife liz and obviously you know liz That's very right. well and she's yeah. a yeah she's love a her first wife beautiful, beautiful human being yeah my first wife she's she's <laughs> the first wife until we met you and then that everything changed so yeah second wife <laughs> second this is becoming a thing now we're gonna have all the other artists jealous of, of what's going on here <laughs> you're gonna get a third and a fourth wife now they're all gonna want to join in they're all gonna join in yeah it could be this crazy um, mass wives of the 90s scene. So. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. but, but the, th the thing is, uh, Rosala, like I say, to, to, to wrap this up, obviously you've had this incredible journey and this incredible story to your life. Um, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure to meet your husband, who's also an incredible, incredible man, incredible human Thank being. You. Um, Thank you. And, and, you know, You've gone through the downtimes. Um, you've gone through kind of a, I guess, an, an, an evolution of, of, of finding yeah. other things. You know, as you, right. as you said, you know, finding that other, the smell of other roses out there. And and um, so that's brought you to this point of, I, I know you said that the gig started to trickle back in. I mean, I think of up until this crazy time in the world right now, I think the gigs was more than trickling in. I think it's been incredible. Yeah. I've been watching your journey and I've been on some shows with you and some of these shows I've been, you know, unbelievable and the beyond yeah. gigs you know festivals mind-blowing thousands, yeah. thousands of people all over europe you know and, yeah. and as i say i've been on some of those shows and stood backstage and watched you and and seen um and seen the way that that crowd reacts to you and it's and it's like it's as if you were still topping the charts today the way that incredible sing that song i mean i yeah. know you've got more hits than everybody's free but i think everybody's free is such an iconic track it's the one yeah, yeah it's um you know i mean I, I have to say i love everybody's free and and if but when people ask me is like what's your favorite rosala song and it's a pretty obvious thing to go everybody's free but i absolutely love are you ready to fly I, I oh wow i, I absolutely <laughs> love it so Dedicated yeah. to you next time, Marcus. Now I know. Yeah. Listen, I, I I hate to say this because I, I have this conversation with you guys sometimes, but like those songs was my school disco songs. So it's like you know that it's it's some amazing memories for me. Yeah. And one thing I do want to say to you um, before before we wrap this up, I actually was in the Sony offices um, uh, a while back, and yeah. um, just these all the as you go around the kind of walkway to the canteen, there's like this this like almost wallpaper stuff that is everywhere and it's just got the names yeah. of artists everywhere and there's just something like some of the most iconic names in the music industry you've ever seen on this wall and i was just wow. walking along to get my dinner and there you was rosala 
on, my on gosh. the wall. Right, yeah. So, oh, wow. Oh, I wish you'd taken a picture. I think oh. I did. I, I think I did take a picture. Oh, you need to look for it, Marcus. Have, you need to look for it. I'm going to have a look for that, yeah. I'm going to have a look yeah. for it. So, so, so from all of that, Rizali, um, you know, thank you so much for your time. But, but what's... What's next? Because obviously right now we're, we're in this crazy time. So I guess it's a weird thing, but I know you've been working yeah. on material. So one thing I'd just like to give you the opportunity to do before you do go today is just tell us like what you've, what you're doing now, what your plans are moving forward. Let's just imagine the yeah. world as normal for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> and, and, um, and, you know, what, where can people find you? Where can people find yeah. you? Yeah. Well, well, currently I'm excited to say I've got a new single out called Magnificent. Um, obviously, we weren't able to do a video because of the, the quarantine and the lockdown. But uh, Ash Stanley, who you know as well, Avid Media, kindly did for one of the mixes, a retro tech mix, a lyrical video. Fantastic. Um, so that, that's, you know, been picked up so far. Uh, in I think it, Magnificent was, was released about on the 4th of May. That's about, what, two weeks ago or so. Um, and I think it's been picked up by about 80 or 90 uh, stations has been playlisted on. I've been busy nearly every day doing um, Zoom video calls and interviews and radio interviews. So in some ways, I've, I've been kept busy. I've been doing about uh, a few uh, virtual performances at home for you know charities, mainly uh, to raise uh, finance for the NHS. And I did uh, one for the Let's Rock festivals, which, as you know, are massive, massive festivals they have anywhere between 10 to 25,000 people turnouts and uh, the guy who, who did uh, this uh, let's rock thing about a week ago or so uh, they asked me to do a, a virtual performance and they mixed it quite well and made it look sort of semi-professional so even though my husband sort of filmed me singing it in, in, in our back garden uh, it came out looking quite all right and that was to raise money for child bereavement and yeah. it was on YouTube it was shown uh, on Facebook and basically, whoever tuned in um, came up to about 2 million people watched it, wow. which was incredible about a, a week ago or so. And they raised about 130,000 pounds in a matter of four hours, which was wonderful. So I'm um, doing things like that whilst we're in lockdown and it's keeping me um, occupied and i.e. doing this interview with you, which is fantastic. Um, so, you know, we had one more last song to record for my album. So I've got an album coming out sometime in the near future. Okay, amazing. Uh, and and Rosala, that's why I want to say thank you so much once again for your time because I know how busy you've been even in this crazy time. I know how yeah. busy you've been with interviews and people want to get hold of you left, right and centre. I've, I've, I've yeah. even witnessed that being with you and um, people just want to <laughs> talk to you and get a photo with you and uh, we just take it for granted sometimes that, you know, we've become pretty good friends over the years. But um, oh, we, We're family now. We're family now, Marcus. Yeah, what, what I will do is I'm going to put your links to your social media so have, have you got a, a website or specific so obviously yeah well on Instagram. yeah we have people people can follow me either i don't have a website uh it's now defunct it's still out there but it's defunct i'm um, my my favorite is instagram um twitter and facebook and it's just Rosala on those. It's yeah? just Rosala or Rosala B. But if you see the picture, you'll know it's me. Yeah, but I will put the links in as well. So thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. It's so inspiring. As always, it's always inspiring. So, thank and you. outside of this interview, which um, we've got through, my palms are still a bit sweaty from <laughs> the strange having to like interview you. It's like a, such a different way. But outside of this, yeah. it'd be lovely to have a catch up again. And, um, you know, and Definitely. Just, uh, yeah. And Definitely. hopefully, hopefully, 
fingers crossed we'll be on shows again very soon oh i can't wait oh marcus i can't i mean you know you said something um a few weeks ago when we spoke which you know has really helped me you said uh the way you're looking at it this year if we do any gigs it'll be a bonus but basically yep. you've looked at this year as being like it's it's not going to happen but if we do it's going to be a bonus and i thought that is really a wise way to look at things so you yeah. don't get too too devastated i think and i love that well, it gives it gives us that time to grow like you just said you're working on stuff yeah. Maybe finding the time to do things like, you know, had this not be happening, maybe we wouldn't have found this time. As I said, we were sat on a plane talking about doing this interview over a year yeah. ago. So, yeah, you know, I think it's finding that, like you said, I think that's a lovely way to look at it. It's like we, we, we find this bed of roses and we, and we love the look and the smell of these things. Maybe in these times we look for for other things that we like the look yeah. and love as well. And, and, I, and I love right. that analogy. So thank you so much for your time, Rosal. Thank it's you. Thank you, Marcus. See you. It's been an honor. As always. Thank you. been lovely to see you too. It's been wonderful. I, I've loved every moment. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you back out on the road as soon as we can. Definitely. Definitely. Cheers, Rosal. Cheers, Marcus. Bye. Thank you so much for watching this interview with Rosala. Make sure that you go and check her out on all social media. And as always, enjoy the journey, reshape your life and create a world that you design. I'll see you soon.